0: Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church Podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. Because we're in the series on the Lord's Prayer. And we uh, launched it with an invitation or introduction last week into it. And so if you haven't picked up one of the booklets yet. Do all you guys have one? Do you have the Lord's Prayer? you taking this with you? Get one of these and uh, follow along. And today we're going to take a look at the very first part of this. And we want to pray it together because this is the way we're going to do it every week during this series. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together at the beginning and at the end. And then we're going to take it apart for the next six weeks. We're going to look at it so that we can chew on it. We can get the most out of it. So let's put it up on the screens and we'll say it together this morning. Uh, Ready? Here we go. And the power and the glory. Amen. Father, bless the reading of your word this morning. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, God, that you are here to be talked to and to pray to and to listen to. And we ask for you to teach us, just as your disciples ask you, Jesus, would you teach us and teach us in this prayer? And, Holy Spirit, Jesus said that he had to go back to the Father so you could come. And then when you would come, that you would teach us all things. And that you wouldn't just be near us, but you would live in us and be our teacher. And so this morning, those of us who follow you, and Lord, we have your presence. We have you within us. And so we ask you, Holy Spirit, would you come and teach us today? Teach us how to pray, how to hear your voice, and Lord, how to trust you in a deeper way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. First part of this. There's a fill in on the back side of your handout. If you want to flip it over. Uh, The first part is this. As we take this first phrase apart. Our Father. Right? Our. Everything in this prayer is plural. Remember it was the disciples that asked. Teach us to pray. We never pray alone. We never pray alone. Even if you are alone alone. Where you are in your locale and you are praying, there are hundreds, thousands, ten thousands of other believers all around the world praying this prayer at the same time you pray. The same words over and over again. And your own custom prayers when you pray, there are others joining with you. Now this is, this whole plural, you know, pluralistic style praying is very Sometimes difficult for, for us Americans. I mean, we are a very individualistic, independent people. We are the independent republic of ORE. I mean, it's right in our title. You know, we're so independent, you know, that that's how independent we are. But it wasn't like that in this day, whenever these words were written in this experience to those disciples. It wasn't like that. They didn't see life individually. They lived life as a group. They interpreted the scriptures together. They walked together. And that's why in this prayer you see our Father, because you never pray alone. That's why, if you've watched some of the movies about the, the missionaries and different things, like in Japan, and they wanted to wipe out the missionaries at that time so much, it's because if one village elder or one person of any influence in a village ever came to Christ, the whole village did. They didn't have to win each one individually. It was when that one person of influence, the rest of them said, I believe it. And the whole village would move with them. That's uh, much more, you know, an Eastern way of thinking than our Western world. We just, we don't do life like that. We don't even like anybody saying we have to be a part of any group, right? The minute somebody pushes you and says, you need to do this. We're like, no, no. Who do you think you are? I don't have to do anything. But then when trouble comes, we're like, oh, man, nobody cares. Nobody shows, you know, nobody's there for me. It, it, we, just have a, a, we just have a different challenge in our society, in our culture than they did. Because they saw life together. Now, I'm not saying that ours is bad or wrong. I'm just saying it is and we have a challenge. That's what I'm saying. Uh, most of us love our freedom completely, but some of the things that we struggle with is including ourselves and including others in the journey. And the church of Jesus Christ, this church is not just us, it's all of us together. And in this prayer is a beautiful picture that no matter what, you never pray along. You know, we don't pray this, my Father. Who art in heaven. It's our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know it's ours together. So when we pray this. As we're trying to. You guys are praying this daily right. This part of our push during this series. As you pray this. Think about this room. Look around this room. And know that you're not the only one praying that prayer. That there are others. Brothers and sisters with you. That are in this prayer. And praying right along with you. Our Father. The culture of the Bible was what they called a collectivist culture. And again, it's hard for us. And conformity, Now, I, I got to conformity. I had a problem with conformity. I confess, you know, I mean, I'm a 60s guy, you know. I, I understand not wanting to conform. But we all do in some ways. You know, the minute we say I'm unique, we're always with this other group who we're looking just like. And... Uh, our group might be smaller, but we look just like them, you know. And so it's like you, you rarely see this individual who's just an individual. We all want to be a part of something. But in this culture, you know, the village itself or the group itself and Jesus' disciples, like they said, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples to pray. People knew John's disciples by the way they prayed and the way they traveled together and what they believed. And so these disciples are asking the same thing. Jesus, teach us. Because we want to be a part of, of your group. Teach us so that people will look at us and go. That's the Jesus group. That's the Jesus group there. And so there's something very beautiful but challenging about the whole collectivist you know, issue. But uh, we, that's why we have churches and that's why I believe in church. That's why we've given 40 years of our life to local churches. Is because I believe in you guys. I believe in the local church. I believe it's God's idea. As wrong as we get it sometimes. And, uh, as uh, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to, to stick together and to walk it out and be what God wants you to be. But it's God's way of saying, let us do this together. Our Father. We pray this together. We do this together. Um, Cynthia Long Westfall, wonderful theologian, said that kingdom relationships are depicted... As the believer's primary family. Primary family. That's a different thing than we're used to as well. Listen to this. In some way, we may not fully understand this now. The Spirit indwells the group in a way that the Spirit does not indwell the individual. We are all built together to become one whole building. A single dwelling for his spirit. Like it or not, we need each other. God expresses himself in a whole different manner when we're together than he does when we're alone. And he, matter of fact, he won't express himself in certain ways just with me and Jesus got our own thing going, type of deal. But he will express himself in some beautiful ways if we will commit to be with one another, to pray with one another, serve with one another. To forgive one another, restore one another, and continue that and grow together. Then we see the Spirit, the Holy Spirit manifest Himself in a whole different way than He would if you are just by yourself out there as a Lone Ranger. And you got other people praying your prayers for you, praying with you. And it's, it's, it's a different way, but Christianity is inherently communal. A matter of life in the body of the church. Jesus did not call isolated individuals to follow him. He called a group of disciples. Everywhere he went, there were people with him. Paul, when Paul went from town to town to plant churches, there were people with him. Sometimes I've read 30, 40, 50 people traveled with Paul at a time. He had a church plant with him everywhere he went. You go into the town and say, here you go, there you go, there's your church, Timothy, you know, take care of it. Who wants to go with me to the next one? You 30, let's go. Then you go off down the road. You know, it wasn't just Paul walking along by himself, and, and it was the group doing it together. It's, to me, it's, it's, it's like a picture of the whole, you know, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's a relational thing, and it's a powerful thing when the church does the beauty, beautiful, but hard work Of living together as a community of faith. And this prayer is a beautiful example of what God has called us to do. And how to do life together. We pray this is our Father who art in heaven. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. I I, I love this because I, I think of friends and all those that have gone before us. But... Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And Paul says, and let us, let us go on. In other words, we've got a whole crowd of those who have went before us, who are looking down, who are with us going, go, go. Go Tim, you can do it, you know. Go Tom, you can do it. Go David, you can do it. They're pulling for us, rooting for us. We're not out here on our own, by ourselves, scrapping it through, just hoping we can live until we die and see Jesus. We've got people around us, pulling for us, walking with us, praying for us. And then we've got all of heaven and those that have gone before going, you can do it. Our national leader, we were in a leadership meeting and he said, everybody stand up and I want you to look around you. And he says, you're missing a few people that are here with you. He says, like, look ahead of you. There's Paul. There's Timothy. There's C.S. Lewis. There's J.R.R. Tolkien up there. And he just went through this list and he says, and there's your friends that knew Jesus that you've talked to. There they are right in front of you up here. And they're all turning around looking at you like, you can do it. Come on. You can do this thing. We have a cloud of witnesses. How much better to do life knowing that you're a part of a group that is committed to exactly what we're praying. To seek our Father together, to serve Him, to do life together. You never, ever pray alone. You always have someone praying beside you, around the block, over here, over there. And we should always never never shy away from calling a brother or sister together and saying, Would you pray with me? And we should be ready to do it in the moment. And hey, if you can't think of anything good to say, pray this prayer. Just take this prayer out and say it in your own way. Our Father who art in heaven, you hear me. Uh, I'm here for my friend too. And just use your own words and go together to God. We never pray, never pray alone. Secondly, look at this. Our, and then it goes, Our Father who art in heaven. Uh, our Father. Um, Jesus is inviting us, this is an amazing thought to me, along with him to pray to his father. And when we say our father who art in heaven, we think us, right? We think our father, but just think Jesus said that. He said that to you, Matt. He said our father. I mean, Jesus is saying he's our father to us in this prayer. Now, he has always existed and he's always been the son, but he had never lived life in the flesh as as he had at this moment. And as he was learning to relate in this way to his father, he invites us along in the journey. How awesome is that! And he includes us, he invites us to say, you can call him your father as I am calling him my father, our father. Let's go to the father together. What an invitation. And this father, and I don't have time to unpack this, but whether you had an absolutely amazing earthly father or you had a totally wretched father on this earth, this father that's being spoken about is like no father you've ever heard of. None you've ever heard of and none you've ever had. Ever. It's the best word that could be used to say this is, this is who God is. He is he's the ultimate father. And Jesus certainly knew him. And he says, come on with me. He's your father now as well. Your third one is this. We never pray to a powerless image. We never pray to a powerless image. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. See, God is not a concept as some people think. He has a name. He's not a concept, not a philosophy, not uh, back when I was in my day. I, I did this thing called transcendental meditation, and I was like into it, you know. And so I had to get focus my mind on something. It was all weird and, and such. But this is not like God. It's not like I get weird and I focus on the Father, the Father, the you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's like, no, our Father, my Father, the one who cares for me. One who cared for us enough to send his only son. Our father who art in heaven. Our father. He is. I have a relationship with him. There is a deeper connection than just a concept or a philosophy or or a way to live life. And a lot of us are so tired of trying to live a life because of a concept we learned in church. Instead of living life out of the relationship that God has invited you into. That doesn't mean it doesn't get tough sometimes. But it's a big difference when you have a relationship with somebody, isn't it? When you know they love you and they've done something for you. Like sending their only son and then has invited you in to know him. I mean, that's a whole different thing. That's the father. And, and Jesus is telling us, you know, you're just not shouting to the empty heavens. You're not just have an icon on the wall and you don't carry it in your pocket to pray to. But this is an actual being. This is God, the Father himself. Our Father that we go to. This is so different than philosophies. and so, This is so different than any of the religions in all the world. All the other religions have like, you know, concepts. And they have their heroes who have died and all. But none have our Father. Our Father that we can have this relationship with. Um, back, what, July, a year ago, we did this series on the names of God, right? We went through many of them, not all of them, but we went through many, and we found out that, that the names in the Old Testament that were given to God are there to describe his character. These are different parts of who he is, of his personality, and all like, you know, he's holy, this, this hallowed is his name. It means he's holy, he's separate, he's different and distinct than anyone or anything we've ever known. He's separated in away from all. Holy and distinct. Hallowed is your name. Your very name is hallowed. Because we're known by our name. Your name is hallowed. Scripture in Romans and in Philippians says that one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Right? It's the name. The name of Jesus. And that's a quote from over in Isaiah years before. Many years before and the fulfillment of it in Jesus that that day will come one day in the name of Jesus. We found out that Elohim means the strong creator God. So when I say my father, I know he's strong. I know he's the creator. Jehovah out of the Old Testament, the relational God. I have a relationship. It's not just a concept. Adonai, the God who rules. When things seem chaotic, the name of God, our father. I know that there's a father in charge and he's in control of things no matter what it looks like. Jehovah Jireh, when I have need, my provider, he has it to give. My father does. Jehovah Saba, the Lord, our warrior. When I'm in a spiritual battle and I'm struggling, I know that God, my father, stands over me. And I know he goes to battle with me and for me and for us. Jehovah Shalom, when there seems like there is no peace, there is peace with my father. There's peace for us to go together to our Father and find it, no matter what's going on. And over these names, over and over and over again, and you can go back and watch it, the, the series, but we are told the different aspects of his character. And of course, Jesus comes, and the name above all names that I love is Emmanuel. Because all of that that we just read in the Old Testament, now Emmanuel, God is with us. In Jesus, he's here now. He is with us in this moment. And if indeed that he does express himself in a whole different way when we gather together, when we pray together, then my, what do we have in store for us? When we gather gather in here on Sundays or on Wednesdays or in our homes at our small groups or see each other on the street and we say, would you pray for me? And then it says where two or more are gathered, right? I'm there. He's there. Something different. There's Different dynamic that's going on. And our father in heaven. In heaven. And you're going to hear more about this next week. When we, when we talk about the kingdom of God. But our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Our God is in a realm. Where he is total ruler. Completely. Heaven is his realm. Where he gets his way 100%. Now, it's not like. I think the description of the Bible. Of high and lifted up. And, and all of that is is the Hebrew's way of saying that it's a different realm. It's not that it's up on Mars, and I've said this a hundred times before, but it's a different realm. It's here. It's here. Sometimes that veil between the realm of the kingdom of God or heaven and and where we are now, sometimes it's pierced. Sometimes we see it. We get previews. We get glimpses of what it's going to be like when Jesus brings his kingdom in fullness to this earth. And this prayer reminds us, That in that place, in heaven, in the kingdom, where his name is holy, the angels day and night, holy, holy, awesome are you. He is there in all power. And we are to pray that that would come into the now here. And I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, God is not getting everything he wants. Because it's his will that none should perish. But there are a lot perishing that don't know him. But it's his will that they not. And so we pray, Father, you who art in heaven, you know. Your will be done here, here. And I don't completely understand the dynamic, it is a mystery, but through this series, as I've been preparing for it, I keep seeing all of us praying. And it's like we're reaching into that place where God has his will. And we're we're not, of course, dragging God into this. But you know, there is something about being persistent in prayer. Jesus said it was a good thing to be persistent, to keep asking. Not just ask, but keep asking. Keep going to him and saying, do this Lord, please do this. There's something in that, that the warfare of that, that pushes the devil back and all that's trying to keep this earth under bondage. And we pray as his kingdom comes into the now. And when we do this together as a church, there's a whole another dynamic than when we do it by ourselves. That's why we're two or more gathered. That's why he keeps telling us that. Well, he says we're in this together. So, brothers and sisters, we have a huge opportunity when we pray. When we pray together to see his kingdom come. To see heaven come to earth now. That is in our prayers. And we do see it. You're going to see part of this next week. You need to come back next week. You're going to see something. You're going to see something wonderful. So, our Father, we never pray alone. Even when you are alone, you're not praying alone. But when we file out of here in just a couple of minutes, when you go out, I want you to look around this room and look at each other. We're in this together. We're in this together, and it's a good thing. Our Father, He is our Father, who art in heaven. He lives in His realm, but we also know He comes and He breaks into the earth. And one day He'll come. And he's going to bring heaven to earth in fullness. And all will be as it should be. Until then we keep praying as Jesus taught us. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And we keep praying as a group. Because God will express himself in a different way as we pray together. And as we gather together than he will when we're by ourselves. My kingdom come. Your heaven here on the earth Lord. Bring it. Father, teach us to pray this prayer in such a way that we will actually feel your presence and sense that communal aspect of being in the same family and praying for one another and for the same things, Lord. Most of our prayers, God, center around things that we want, that we need. And I think that's just fine. (laughs) I think that's just fine, God. And can we, Lord, would you allow us the grace to invite one another into each other's lives so that we can pray together for one another? Give us this day our daily bread. This day, I have a need. My brother, my sister, would you pray with me? I don't pray alone. Come, Lord, teach us. Lord, where there's any breach among us, Lord, we have the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive and to restore and to gather back again and focus in on our Father who art in heaven. Our Father. So can we pray this together? Here we go. Put this up on the screens. We're still in an attitude of prayer. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Father, right now, I pray uh, in this prayer. Would you put that back up, Scott, just a minute, up on the screens? Father, in this prayer, that those who have need, and by I mean daily bread, that is bills, that is food, uh, rent, Whatever the daily need is of the moment that they would receive prayer. Here's what we're going to do. We've got a couple of minutes left here. If that is a part of your life now, would you let someone around you just pray that prayer for you? Would you lift your hand and say, I've got a need. I've got a daily bread issue. I need to pray. Yes, right here. Would you guys pray? That's right. Just pray that prayer. Pray it. There. Someone else? Don't be shy. Back in the back here. Could you guys turn around and see? Just pray the... Pray the Lord's Prayer right there. Just pray it. Just pray it. Keep it up on the screens there, Scott. That's right. Anybody else? This, this is the body. Yes, right here, Julie. We pray together. We stand together. Is there an issue, a relational issue somewhere that you wish could get fixed? That you would say, Lord, you now I wish this debt between these two people or myself and someone that could be forgiven and that could be healed or or you have something in your life you just want to know that it's out it's clean sometimes a brother or sister just praying this prayer and looking at you and going you're clean just saying that to you would you raise your hand that's me would you pray for me for that is that a hard one to say i'm a sinner is that right is it difficult (laughs) Maybe I should say, everybody who has a problem with that, don't lift your hand. And just look around you and see who has not raised their hand. And pray for them right now. You know, pray for us right now. Thank you, Father. Just keep your eyes, church. We're all in this together, all of us. Forgive us our debts. Maybe you're in a position of temptation. It comes at us right and left during the day all kind of different ways of being pulled here and there and you're like yeah I would love the prayers of my brothers and sisters over my life in this area right now lift your hand up just say that's me you guys take a look around you and just pray this prayer and it is the evil one who comes to try to draw us away and pull us away and get us distracted and sidetracked and so we pray for each other For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. Let's stand, guys. Thanks for listening to the Seacoast Vineyard Podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you can learn more about us by visiting seacoastvineyard.com. If you need prayer, you can call us or email care at seacoastvineyard.com. If you feel called to support us financially through a one-time or recurring gift, please click on the Give tab at our website, Or text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts.